your sin. And then later, sometime after that, you fall away and go back to the world and lose your salvation that you swore before he gave you. If you turn away from the faith, the Apostle John made it clear. Those who leave us go out from us to demonstrate and to prove to all of us that they were never of us. There is no such thing as a Christian who backslides. No such thing. No Christian can backslide. I'm not saying a Christian doesn't have trouble with sin and doesn't have moments where they lapse, where they secretly go listen to that hardcore hip-hop rap music or they secretly go and watch that little porno thing or they secretly go and gorge themselves with food or they secretly go, secretly go and indulge in the dope that they used to do. This happens to Christians. I can't lie about it. It happens to Christians. If you think that your sin stops the day that you became a Christian, no, no, it doesn't. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. But the scripture tells us that we have to go to war against sin. And we are equipped to go into battle against sin, death, and wickedness. To fight a war that we were not equipped to do until we came to Christ. And this is some of the most wicked people that we know of. Some of them you're going to find out. They're going to be in heaven. Contemplating that here on earth is unimaginable. But nobody ever knows what goes on in a man's heart. There are going to be people in heaven that right now you would never think are going to go. Just like, just like there are people on earth who you have no doubt in your mind, they're going, and they're not. They're not. We should not be surprised by the final result. Because we need to understand God does not see things the way we do. God sees things as they are, and he always sees things as they are right now. To him, past, present, and future is all a divine right now. There is no past or future with God. Everything is now with him. The future is now. The past is now. The present is now. And if a Christian can lose their salvation, which they cannot. But if a Christian can lose his salvation, that would mean that God himself failed. 
he would be a failure. Every Christian that goes around telling people that you can lose your salvation, first of all, they're lying to you, number one. And number two, it would imply that God himself failed at doing what he promised to do. We are always told throughout scriptures to rest in the promises of God. What promises are we talking about? What, what promises are we talking about? When you read Hebrews chapter 12 or 11 and 12, what, what, when you read about all those faithful people in the Old Testament who believed in the promises of God, what were they talking about? Not new houses, not new cars, not more jewelry, not clothes, not a better job. He was talking about salvation. The gift of salvation, like Eric Sindel, Eric said here. The gift of salvation. Salvation is a gift. I'm going to take it to another level. Salvation is not only a gift, but it is a gift that everyone who was given this gift will accept, embrace, and hold on to forever until the Lord comes back and gets them. There is no, there's no, there's no giving the gift or offering the gift and then you say no and then God goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I was hoping that you would appreciate it. That's not how it works. When God gives the gift, the scripture tells us in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the gifts and the high calling of God are without repentance. The gift and the high calling of God is without repentance. Which means that when God calls, you respond. Think of creation. When God said, let there be light, what happened? There was light. Light didn't contemplate whether or not it wanted to come into existence. When God said, let the birds of the firmament. And when God, you know, when you go through the whole creation, the whole beginning of Genesis, how everything was created. God spoke it all into existence. What aspect of creation chose not to respond? I'll put it to you another way. Lazarus. Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, had died. Christ found out about it two days sooner, before that. And he could have been there on time, but he didn't. He chose to wait to go see Lazarus in Bethany. But when Jesus got to Lazarus, and I'm going to skip over all the small minor points, not minor points, but major points, but I'm going to skip through a lot of it. Christ went to Lazarus, who was already dead. Now, 
Christ was pointing out through this, through this whole episode with Lazarus, he was trying to show us what our salvation is like. What our salvation is like. The new life, the regeneration. He went to Lazarus and he told them to move that stone away from the tomb. But before he could do anything, before anybody would do anything, Martha had stopped and said, wait a minute. It's too late now, Lord. He's dead. And besides that, his body stinks. He's, he's already decaying. He's dead. This is what she's saying. He's dead. Christ had said he was sleeping, but they still didn't get it. And they were laughing at him. And then he said, all right, he's dead. He had to roll away the stone anyway. They rolled away the stone. Lazarus was in there, dead as a doorknob. The Lord Jesus Christ walked into there and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, let me tell you something what Lazarus didn't do. Lazarus didn't do anything because he was dead. He was a dead man. The putrefaction 